0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is what you missed.
1: So many comedians are uh, paying tribute to Norm McDonald, Mm. who passed away yesterday at the age of 61. Adam Sandler saying, Every one of us loved Norm. Some of the hardest laughs of my life was with that man. Most fearless, funny, original guy we knew, an incredible dad, a great friend, a legend. Love you, pal. Of course, uh, They filmed Billy Madison together in Oshawa.
0: Right. He's wearing a Dwyer High School baseball cap. Oh, yeah? (laughs) and Just just do crazy stuff like that. Just pick up some prop and off he goes.
1: Conan O'Brien saying, I'm absolutely devastated about Norm MacDonald. He certainly showed up on the Conan show a lot. Oh, so good. So funny. He said, Norm had the most unique comic voice I had ever encountered, and he was so relentlessly and uncompromisingly funny. I will never laugh that hard again. Letterman, who was as important maybe to uh, to Norm MacDonald as anybody, says, in every important way in the world of stand-up, Norm was the best. An opinion shared by me and all peers. Always up to something, never certain, until his matter-of-fact delivery leveled you. He was a lifetime Cy Young winner in comedy. Gone, but
0: impossible to forget, David Letterman. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Norm was, he was on Letterman a lot and he was the final comedian to yeah. appear on on David Letterman as well, and, and uh, gave a very kind of a ha- heartfelt "I love you, man" to, to Dave, and like was breaking down as he did it. Um, I, I I was watching just clips last night over and over, and just some of the best of of Norm Macdonald because he was so different mm-hmm. in his delivery. Yeah, you know, deadpan and dry and um you know there's he was involved in the roast uh one of the roasts it was the roast of Bob Saget okay and um and if you watch it it's it's almost painfully uncomfortable like like <laughs> you know, because his jokes don't go over no, like other roasters last. do yeah. right Yeah. they're they're deeper um uh, smarter they're smarter but it takes a while to get there for for many people mm-hmm. um um, but I, yesterday I thought, as I was looking at kind of tributes, I thought one of the nice ones I saw was Better Than Ezra, the band from the 90s. Right. Who uh, who said Norm Macdonald, a hilarious man and an absolute legend, uh, they tweeted um, to have, that they were very thankful to have been the inspiration behind one of the best weekend update jokes of all time, according to the and
2: internet. And in music news, number one on the college charts this summer was Better Than Ezra. And at number
1: two, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is such a perfect example of uh, of his ability and his comedy and just how he did it. Now we were mentioning, of course, Conan being so upset and how he was on with Conan many times. This is probably a highlight of his time with Conan. Back in the late 90s, he showed up, and he was, I guess, the first guest. And then Courtney Thorne-Smith showed up, if you remember
0: her. Melrose
1: Place. That's right. And at the time, uh, a rising star. And I guess she she had just filmed a movie with Carrot Top. And Norm did very little to help promote... This probably her first big screen attempt. Why a movie with Carrot Top?
3: He was great. He did a wonderful job.
1: Do you have a scene where you and him embrace?
3: Yeah, lots of making out. <laughs>
2: Nothing but making out. All right.
3: It's like nine and a half weeks, but Carrot
2: Top. <laughs> Is it called Nine and a Half Seconds? <laughs> what's the movie going to be called? What? Really? I know what it's going to be called. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> If it's got carrot top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box Office Poison. <laughs> Title undetermined at this point.
1: Chairman of the board. Oh. All right. Do something with that, you freak.
2: <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B O R E
1: D. I've watched that. that clip <laughs> so good. Endlessly, because. Courtney and Conan and even uh, Richter, uh,
0: they all just lose it. Co- Conan absolutely loses it and, and because Norm wasn't there for that part. He was there as the comedic guest before. Yeah. You know, how they slide down the couch. Yeah. He just completely took it over. The other thing he wouldn't stop is making fun of
1: O.J.
2: Hi, I'm Norm MacDonald, and this is the news. Buck book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck. When the one guy who would have died for you kills you.
1: That's probably-
0: And it was endless. It was. Uh, but it, it shows so much about uh, the fearless comedy yeah. of Norm Macdonald. Because he was different in how he did things yeah. and, and how he approached comedy and how he did his delivery. It was different, but he stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And he was fearless about it. And even when threatened with his job at Saturday Night Live, because you know one of the h- big wigs at NBC used to golf with O.J. Simpson, told him, lay off the O.J. jokes. Yeah. He was fearless. And he kept going. It cost him his job. He <laughs> kept doing them after that, yeah. too. Hosted the SBA in the late 90s uh, after he got fired from SNL and did an OJ joke about the Heisman Trophy with it as well. He was fearless in that. And then, I guess, fearless in his battle, too, because this was nine years that he battled cancer and kept it completely private. Yeah, those who were very, very close with him had no idea. Mm. that's
1: just amazing. And to think he kept doing stand-up. He had dates booked into November. Uh, He was touring constantly. You know, just the the energy it takes to survive chemotherapy and all of that. Yeah. Most people are just like laid out and stay home and go for their treatments and that's that. we kept doing his podcasts yeah. and all sorts yeah. of stuff and, and, and kept on it.
0: And did mention cancer once when talking about it. He joked um, that it was wrong to say a person lost their battle with cancer because although he wasn't a doctor, he's pretty sure that if you die, the cancer also dies at the exact same time. So to him, that's a draw. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's a completely different way of looking at things, as he always did. And finally, we'll wrap it up with probably one of the, uh, the highlights, and people remember most of them. Going back to, again, SNL, when he wasn't doing the news, he was Burt Reynolds.
3: Let's just start with famous Roberts for 400. And the answer is, this was John F. Kennedy's younger brother. Who's <laughs> <was> Robert Blake? <laughs> this is the sound a doggy
2: makes. Bert Reynolds. Who is, um, uh, Scooby-Doo? No. Yeah. That was a funny dog, Scooby-Doo. He drove around a van and, uh, solved mysteries. That is incorrect. No, that's correct. I remember, he had a pal, Scrappy-Doo. No.
3: You know, why don't we just move on to Final Jeopardy? The answer is, this December 25th holiday involves decorating a tree and opening presents. Bert Reynolds.
2: Yeah, where's my birthday? <laughs>
3: Is your birthday on December 25th, Mr. Reynolds?
2: No, July 7th.
3: Actually, I have your bio here. It's February
2: 11th. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. He's a good guy. What? The... <laughs> Robert Blake he's a good guy. Back
3: again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14.
2: Hey, hey uh, check out the podium. Look at this.
3: Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name
2: to Turd Ferguson. (laughs) That's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name.
1: A new poll asked 7,000 of us if we'd ever been in a fight before, and a quarter of them said yes, including both women and
0: men. That's a lot of people who are throwing the punches. I'm surprised it's that low. Only a quarter? Yeah. I mean, last time I was in a fight was schoolyard stuff. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of them.
1: Yeah, the last fight I, same same as you, last fight for me probably was around, like, grade four. And her name was Allison, and she kicked the crap out of me. <laughs> I remember her, and I literally, like, we got into some disagreement in class. And she basically told me, playground. Really? After school. <laughs> yeah. And I just shook <laughs> the entire rest of the day. <laughs> went out in the uh in the uh, schoolyard she cocked me at least once or twice in the face i cried and laughed oh yeah i would do the same today i had a, a good friend of mine this might have been about grade six or seven and we got into some disagreement and we were gonna have a fight same thing he threatened to beat me up after school i remember going and finding my younger sister and walking home from school deliberately with her, figuring there's no chance he'll beat me up in front of my little sister. Right? Yeah. But he did.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. And then dated your sister. That's right. That's right. And then he married her. Uh, yeah. And and uh, boy, I remember. Yeah, you know, I love watching fights. Hmm. Um. You know, and, and you know, boxing. Not so much MMA. You know, although I do find myself looking at a lot of the highlights of it. Right. Um. But. Uh, Certainly, there was a time where, you know, when the clubs would empty out onto the streets. Mm. That's when, you know, every tough guy who had a beef inside would uh, start to rip shirts off and off you go. And uh, sitting on the sidelines watching that was, you know, weekly entertainment. I didn't get laid. I might as well fight. Right. Well, and I remember, too, playing some, like, men's league hockey. And watching it, it was a guy on my team. Thankfully, he was on my team. <laughs> who was, you know, just a big bear of a man. Mm. Who, you know, was not necessarily a fighter in the sense that he didn't go out looking for fights, yeah. but he didn't back down from many of them. And right. he had played, you know, some professional level hockey in, in some leagues where fighting, you know, that UHL stuff that you sure. saw on Untold, that yep. great Netflix series, uh, that kind of stuff. He played in that. Right, so this guy had fought professionally at one point, basically, but every week, some little you know runt, runt would would call him on and yeah. you know like want a shot at the title, say hey let's go, like yeah. Leonard like Kenny, yeah, like why would you want to test yourself yeah. against this when there's a good chance you're going to fail? And again, I would just sit and watch. It was great, yeah, right.
1: Yeah, my best friend. Uh, I've known him all my life, and he's one of these guys who would get in a fight. And the
0: more he got punched, the bigger the smile on his face. Kind of yeah. that Tai domi sort of yeah. thing, you know. There are guys with metal heads that do yeah. that, <laughs> and the metal head explains why they do it. You
1: could do me so dirty, <laughs> like so, like <laughs> every. You could be the worst human being to me. We get in a fight over it. You punch me once, and I'm apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad I am at it. I mean, I'd wince when I watch Fight Club. Right. You know. Yeah, and when you see those parking lot brawls, too, especially if it's, like, one of your buddies, and you're just like, come on, dude, let's just go home, and you see one guy just getting pummeled. Mm -hmm. Oh, it can be so bad. I once uh, saw a, a guy I work with who tried to get two guys to stop fighting in front of his car, and they wouldn't. And he had enough, so he put his he had his car in park. He was warming it up, and uh, and he was a huge beast of a man as well. And he basically was honking his horn, rolling down his window, "Get away from my car! Get away from my car!" They wouldn't listen, so he got out of his car, pulled them apart, clocked the one guy, knocked him out completely. The other guy scurried away, and then he got in his car and drove home. Right, you know, yeah, that's
0: not me. <laughs> <Dutch>. <laughs> you're you're more like your uh, your rental system back in the '80s. You're beta. Oh yeah, yeah you're not the alpha. No, <laughs> <laughs> beta through oh, and through. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Beta max. They, if that was me in the car, they would have not only fought, they would have pulled me out of the car, <laughs> beaten me up, and stolen the car. well divorce, of course, is never easy, and it's even more complicated when a judge refuses to let you go through with it. <laughs> <They>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they send them back for more yeah, time? Yeah. Uh, basically, a couple in Kentucky separated last November after 12 years of marriage. They filed for divorce. It's not clear what went wrong, but they've uh, ironed out most of their issues in terms of the divorce and even uh, agreeing on co-parenting plan for their daughter. So they just basically needed the judge to sign this thing off and everybody go their separate ways. Yeah. Uh, But when they got to the court, the judge denied it. She said, I get the vibe that you might be able to work this out. Wow. Would it be beneficial to either of you if I ordered you to go to counseling or are you past that? The wife said, oh, yeah, we're way, way past that. That's kind of why we're here. Yeah. Uh, But the judge ordered it anyway. Really? Yeah. The wife's attorney said being told to stay with your ex when you both agree it's over is pretty stunning the husband's lawyer added this is something really nobody would have seen coming both attorneys are asking the
0: judge to reconsider so they both had lawyers yeah. it's not like they went in there you know without them and just yeah. said we've worked on this thing we haven't yeah. you know not like they hadn't done all the legal mm-hmm. paperwork for it
1: i is is that how it works in canada i've luckily so far <laughs> never been through a divorce it's <laughs> not to say it won't happen um but do you, do you have to get an okay from a judge here? Or is it just lawyers kind of work it out and then oh, you I sign think off with the lawyers? It
0: eventually has to be okay. I mean, the lawyers got to take it somewhere, don't they? I guess. That's legally be. I guess. But at that stage, the lawyers have done all the
1: work. Usually a judge
0: would just say, yep, yeah, there you know. go, right? We'll have to call a divorce buddy. Yes, we could. And, and, and hide that from our spouse. <laughs> it was for work. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and Teddy Reader's wife on
1: the line. That's she'll, right. She'll tell us. Anyhow, that's a strange one. And, of course, the lawyers probably at the end of the day went, okay, well, we'll just bill for the next round of meetings. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. As I say to Maria all the time, we will never, ever, ever get divorced. Why would I ever want to see you happy? (laughs) People were asked about some of the uh, crazy things that they did, dangerous things that they did as children. And, of course, they would never today allow their kids to do the things that even i think like our parents knew we were doing when i think about it the one thing that always comes to mind is the is setting up a, a ramp laying down all the other little kids in the neighborhood like they were little lined up school buses like we were evil can evil right. right getting on our bike and going full tilt down the road up the ramp and jumping our bikes over living human beings uh-huh. lying in the road uh-huh. and my parents would come outside and say Dinner's ready. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just jumping over little Wayne and all the other kids in the neighborhood on my bike. All right. One more go and then come in and have dinner. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if you stepped inside and said, Evan, come in for dinner. What are you doing? And he said, I'm set up a ramp and I'm jumping over little kids. Yeah.
0: Especially his brother. <laughs> We'd have at the far end. Oh, that'd be Lafarie. You'd be the last one. You in line. always put the kids you hated at the far uh, end of the line. Wow. Yeah, but people were
1: asked about things that they did as kids they would never allow their children to do now. Shooting fireworks off yep. on their own. Yep. Goofing around with lawn darts, which is still even hard to believe
0: was a thing. Yes. Yeah, just throwing them straight up in the air and running. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, yeah. it was a, a metal sharpened tip your, at the end of them. My father, and maybe
1: your dad, let you do this. Like I remember at a very young age—I'm not, probably not single digits, but probably 12—he'd let me go out and start the car for him and warm it up. Yeah, that's true. Would you let Evan right now go and start the car? Uh, he's
0: 12, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Well, and it's it's different, too, because I remember from a young age uh, sitting up front between my parents Mm. and helping to steer. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And and kids, I don't know, my kids don't even seem interested in driving. No. (laughs) I remember my dad putting me uh, on his lap, and I'd be steering on the 401. Right.
1: Yeah, just so much stuff, walking out on a frozen pool or pond, sticking stuff in electrical outlets to see what would happen. Playing on staircases,
0: climbing up trees, jumping off roofs. Yeah, there's a lot of playing with fire. Mm. Uh, back then that I remember whether it was, you know, fireworks was one, um, well like toy guns, like caps. Remember those? Yep. And yep. we'd like, like kind of the strike, red strip with the black The red black strip dots. when you strike those off to get a spark out of them.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We uh, we would not allow and if we found out our kids were doing any of this stuff, although I guess they, they can't really do any of this stuff because you have to let them out of the house <laughs> to do this stuff. If you had to uh, pick an age where you would say you had the most fun, what do you think that age would have been lucky? Let me say this. It was like a long time ago. I was going to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, dig back for, like, the uh, the innocence years. I'd say, like, when you're graduating high school and early college kind of thing. Those were fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not far off. Uh, 24 seems to be the all average right. age. A bunch of people were pulled and asked. And they say because you still have lots of energy, you're finally making some dough, you can drink, and you probably don't have a ton of obligations yet. So uh, that is the age that we really like to uh, to have fun. Peak yeah. age
0: of yes. fun. Then the weight of responsibility starts <laughs> to hit you. <laughs> That's right. Because of all that fun you had, you made some mistakes. And by the way the commercials look, retirement looks like a lot of fun. Seems if, like it. If you get to do that kind of thing.
1: I read a thing the other day that said, had you put $300 away a month when you were 20, okay. you'd be a millionaire by the time it was time to retire. Really? I mean, now I look back and I go, wow. <laughs> 150 bucks every two weeks. Yeah. Would have done it. Uh-huh. Would have done it. Of course, I would have invested in Betamax and Cooper. was <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but Cooper were cool. They,
1: you know what? I always thought they were cool. Was it just the Flyers or did the Whalers wear them as well? I think the uh, Archer- There were a few teams.
0: The Oscar Generals wore them for a while. Did
1: they really? I think the Leafs had them, like, not for um, regular games. I think they wore them in, like, pl- uh, practice and oh, stuff. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, at one point. Yeah, the guys went sliding into the boards, careening in because they couldn't <laughs> stop themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, I put my money into Cooperalls, just as the Flyers <laughs> said now. <"Nah." laughs> We're done with that. Um, what's the most important possession you have that if you lost it, you would just be really upset and bothered
0: that you couldn't find it? Mm. I got a couple of, like, you know, uh, kind of heirloom type things mm. that have been set, handed down uh, a chain and a watch. Mm. I'd be pretty heartbroken if I were to lose one of those.
1: And children? Eh, yeah. Maybe.
0: Tough <laughs> to call them possessions.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no. You know, and that would make sense. You'd think anything like uh, maybe a, a T-shirt you bought from the first concert you ever went to. Or or maybe if you, uh, you know, played hockey or Nostalgic something. magic items. Yeah, the first uh, puck you ever scored with. Something like this. But no, none of that matters. The only thing that we care about at all in our lives anymore is our damn phone. <laughs> <laughs> most people say it's their most important possession, and if
0: they lost it, they they would be lost themselves. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's it's not just for calling people. No, in fact, the last thing you do on it now is call people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when it rings, you're in a panic. Yeah, it's it you know. Communication, yes. Social media, yes. Our banking, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our personal stuff, calendars, all of that all contained on our phone.
1: David, actually, because with him still being up in uh, Nunavut, by the way, we spoke to him on Sunday. There was already snow. What? And so it was three degrees on Sunday. <laughs> My <goodness>. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> his mother called him and whenever she calls, and I always say to her, just just text him. Yeah. Because he if he doesn't get the call, he calls back and he thinks there's a problem. Right, yes. He's like, What's wrong? It's usually is dad in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, what did dad do? Yeah, because young that's young people don't use the phone. They right. only call if it's an emergency. Right. And then they still won't leave a damn message. Anyhow. Uh, many people say it's even worth going into debt to make sure you have the newest phone. And many of us say we've been judged if our phone looks old or outdated. Wow. And I know that to be true. (laughs) Because you and Doug made fun of me constantly
0: until I got an updated phone. (laughs) Well, uh, you were... uh, This is when smartphones were very highly prevalent. Yes. And you not. (laughs) And I had a 1992 slider phone. (laughs) Worked beautiful. Rock
1: Mornings with with Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.